As we know, social media has taken our world by storm with over nearly half of the people across the world using it. It has become part of our daily routine, and some people will go as far to say that they can't live without it. The latest study in October of 2020 showed that 4.14 billion people across the planet use social media, and every day that number continues to grow. According to Broadband Search's article, Average Time Spent Daily on Social Media, it states, Every second, 11 people use social media for the first time. Whether you like it or not, social media is a big part of people's lives, and it doesn't seem like that will ever change. It is the first thing we look at in the morning and the last thing at night. Our phones are constantly with us, and when they are not, we might have a feeling of anxiety or like something is missing. For example, I bet while you are listening to this, your phone is sitting right next to you. On average, we spend about two hours on social media each day, and in some places around the world, people spend way more time or way less. As we look at the role social media plays in our lives and how much it has impacted us, we need to decide if we want to allow it to take up so much of our time and think about the effects. As a teenager that has pretty much grown up with technology and has seen the effects, I am curious if social media is making people more or less connected. It is truly bringing us closer to people, or is it doing the opposite with making us less social? I'm Gabby Meyer, and you are listening to Let's Talk About It. According to Merriam-Webster, social media is described as forms of electronic communication through which users create online communities. In other words, it is a communication between two or more people virtually. Social media may seem like it's been somewhat new, but technically the first form happened in 1844. The Washington Post has an article called Before Twitter and Facebook, There Was Morse Code. The article speaks on a man called Samuel Morse who came up with the idea of tapping dots and dashes on a device of cogs and coiled wires. He came up with a way to use electricity to send a series of codes representing the alphabet. Then his first electronic message was sent from Baltimore to Washington, D.C., in which he wrote, What hath God wrote? Nowadays, our version of Morse code would be OMG and LOL. Then a website called Six Degrees was founded in 1996 by Andrew Weinrich, which is really considered the first social networking site. According to CBS's article, Then and Now, a history of social networking sites, it states, The site combined popular features such as profiles, friends, lists, and school affiliations in one service. At the time, networks were limited due to the lack of people connected to the internet. Nowadays, we have unlimited access to the internet and all of the different social media sites such as Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and the list goes on forever. Social media has definitely developed into something nobody expected and is now a part of us. This morning, I decided to take a mental note of how often the people around me were on their phones versus actually talking to each other. Immediately when I went downstairs, my mom, dad, and brother were all on the couch sitting on their phones, scrolling, not saying a word to each other. The same thing happened at the dinner table, so I said, Hey, why don't we all put our phones in the center of the table for a change? And they all looked at me like I'm crazy. 
what has this world come to? Social media has become so addicting, and it's to the point I see more about what is going on in my friends' lives on social media than in person. NBC News posted an article titled, More Teens Addicted to Social Media Prefer Texting to Talking, where they conducted an interview with more than 1,100 teens aged 13 to 17 about their phones and social media. It states, more than half, 57%, said social media distracts them from doing homework and admitted that they sometimes ignore people that they are with to pay attention to social media. It is so normal to be seen scrolling through social media feeds that nobody even questions it anymore. After putting some thought into how much social media really affects our social lives, I came up with a few interview questions and decided to interview my friend's mom named Jenny, who has a, had a portion of her life with no social media and her 14-year-old son named Caden, who doesn't know a life without social media. First, I asked them both how many hours they both spend on social media a day, and they both responded with about three hours. Then Jenny and I had our own private interview. I started by asking what it was like communicating with her friends before social media. She stated, You had a phone that was connected to the wall, and you would pull the cord as long as you could into the bedroom so nobody could hear you. If you missed the call, you missed the call. We could even page people to call you on the phone. I then asked if she believed social media makes people more or less connected and more or less social, and she said, I think they are more connected to each other through their phones but they are less connected socially. I feel more social because I text people all the time and I don't have to wait for the phone call and hide in my room. You can also talk to more people at one time too. Then I talked to Caden and I asked him if he ever gets nervous when he is not on social media and he said, yes, very anxious. You never know when someone's going to say. It could be someone who never has talked to you before or one of your friends is trying to hang out. I then asked if he believes social media is making people more or less connected, and he stated, I have the perfect example. My cousins spend more time on their computer, and they are super socially awkward. It is a challenge to get them involved in a conversation. I feel like it creates social anxiety and makes it harder for them to socialize. A man named Steve Rose has a PhD and is an addiction counselor, and he wrote a piece called, Is Social Media Making Us Less Social? He speaks on how social media is making us less social when we are just comparing ourselves to other people. Ultimately, this is contributing to higher levels of loneliness and lower levels of well-being. On the other hand, he gives us insight on how social media can have a good benefit when we are using it to socialize with other people positively. On the other hand, a website called the Faith Tech Institute posted a piece called Does Social Media Connect or Disconnect Us? They speak about how social platforms give us the opportunity to connect with people all around the world, and it helps us make a difference. It is a positivity that technology gives us the opportunity to get our messages to a bigger audience, and people across the whole world can hear what you have to say in pretty much an instant. They also showed the flip side of the loneliness it can bring when we abuse the use of social media. They state, The generation that was all but born with a device in their hand, 18 to 24-year-olds, are four times as likely to feel lonely most of the time compared to those over 70. 
We can get so involved in the perfect image of people we see on social media and get drawn into a fake reality, which can seriously bring you down. An ethical framework that I believe can help people stay connected to people is virtue ethics. Social media is a tricky situation, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. So a recommendation I have is to simply live virtuously. If you can be a moral person and make an effort to see people in person and give them your full attention, it can help solve the problem with social media. In the crash course on virtue ethics, Aristotle said, If we can just focus on being good people, the right actions will follow. Having virtue ethics allows people to maintain personal connections, and those are important to staying happy. Another ethical framework I believe can help people stay connected is Kantian ethics, because it is important to act morally. For example, Kant said, We should look at our maxims, our intentions, of the particular actions. Therefore, if you are with family or friends, you should stay off social media while you are spending time with them. It should be your intention to spend the time with, with people instead of sticking your head in your phone. Lastly, a social justice theory I believe relates to this topic is Bobby Harrow's cycle of socialization because realizing we are different and unique is okay. It can be really hard to go through social media and not compare yourself to other people, but this can really put you down. We are who we are for a reason, and that is our identity. Our social identities are predetermined, and we need to learn to love ourselves because ultimately, you have to live with yourself, so love yourself. In conclusion, there are positives and negatives that come with social media, but we can learn how to not let it affect us. Social media should be a good thing for society if we let it and remember how important it is to always stay connected in person too. I'm Gabby Meyer and thank you for listening and tuning in to Let's Talk About It.